He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis, the number one show at 5 o'clock, and this is a TriCast, WABC Radio 770 WLIR in Long Island and AM 970, The Answer. And we have a terrific show for you for uh, a Friday afternoon. And I forgot the words. T-G-I-F. Thank God it's Friday. In the studio, we have uh, two common sense Democrats. We have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, Governor David Patterson, and at least a common sense Republican. Or at least we got one on a Friday. And we got uh, Borough President Vito Fasella. And uh, Lydia, who do we have on the line today? On the line right now, we have uh, Gordon G. Chang. He is an author, a Far East scholar, a senior scholar at the Gatestone Institute. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Gordon Chang. You can follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Gordon, what the heck is going on? Tell us. I mean, there's so many things going on, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, and that's really the problem with China these days, John, because it is producing much too much news. One of the good things that we have heard is that yesterday um, the Biden administration announced the institution of trade talks with Taiwan. Those talks probably should start maybe next month, maybe the month after. Um, Beijing has thrown a fit, as usual. But Taiwan, like the United States and like China, is a member of the World Trade Organization and therefore, we have every right to talk about trade agreements with Taipei. Gordon, this is David Patterson. Why do you think China's waiting so long? We all know they want to take over Taiwan. Yeah, that's a great question, Governor. And I think there are a number of reasons. First of all, China right now is in an intense political season. It's the run-up to the Communist Party's 20th National Congress which if tradition holds, will be held sometime in October or November. Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, wants his um, unprecedented third term as general secretary. Right now, um, I don't think he can get any consensus for invading anybody, especially Taiwan, but also because the Chinese military is not especially ready. But although you know many people think that China won't invade, we've got to remember that Xi Jinping runs an opaque political system And he can take us by surprise. Historically, how many times has China attacked anybody? They were never really known throughout history as a violent country. In fact, Japan would attack China and beat them all the time throughout the centuries. Well, the Chinese invaded Vietnam in 1979. And since then, they have taken over Scarborough Shoal in the Philippines, which was as late as 2012. They've killed a number of Vietnamese um, fishermen and sailors, and that has occurred uh, constantly throughout the decades. But we've got to remember that China started as a very small territory in the central part of what we now call China. And it grew and grew and grew, and it didn't grow without blood. So it was um, really quite violent. Gordon and, of course, right now um, we have China's troops in deep into Indian-controlled territory, Again, another killing of Indian troops. Uh, Gordon Chang, I wanted to talk to you, this is Lydia Serrani, about what's going on in Oklahoma and other parts of our country where it appears that there are Chinese gangs and they're buying up uh, farmlands and medical marijuana licenses, and this could all be a front for something else. Can you talk to us about that? 
Yes, there are increasing reports that these uh, medical um, marijuana farms, some of which have licenses, others of which are illegal, have been used as fronts for a number of criminal activities, including human trafficking, including child sex trafficking. Residents in Oklahoma have noticed something very strange, Lydia, and that is the fences on some of these properties bought by parties from China. They don't they weren't built these fences to keep people out. They were built to keep people in. That's extremely strange for that part of the country. Um, We just don't know what's going on in a lot of these properties. And how is this possible? I mean, that why we are not even allowed. Americans aren't even allowed to go and speak in China. And we're allowing the Chinese to buy up massive parcels of land. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, no American, matter of fact, no foreigner can buy any land in China. Um, The most you can do is lease it for about 70 years. Um, And we've allowed Chinese parties to come into our country. You know, number of things they've been doing, you know, some of them obviously criminal. Others are just merely suspicious. And I'll take the most benign example. So, for instance, in Oklahoma, um, parties from China have been buying land. They have been taking it out of the food cycle. They've not they've been allowing it to go fallow. That's really, really strange. And in a period of increasing food shortages around the world, this is not a good development. Well, so, so Gordon, uh, it would appear to me that the whole issue with China now is a whole lot different than it was historically. So I stand corrected by what you said before, because I guess for the last 30 or 40 years, the Chinese have awakened and thought about perhaps uh, a, a kind of uh, hegemony where they wind up controlling the whole world by 2050. What do you think about all the money that China is putting into United States colleges and universities so that it makes it very difficult for anyone that speaks against them to even get a chance to be in front of the microphone? Yeah, that's a very critical development because academic freedom is the core of American values. And on many college campuses, especially the larger uh, institutions, the more well-known ones, um, Chinese students, uh, aided by college administrators, have shut down free speech. You can't criticize China. You can't talk about Tibet. You can't talk about Tiananmen. And remember, it's not just college campuses. Um, China has spent even more money in putting what are called Confucius classrooms into our secondary schools. There are about 500 or so of those. And that's getting children at a very young age. Gordon, was that Confucius or confusion? <laughs> Gordon, it's Richard, it's Richard confusion Weinberg. Confusion on our part, Confucius on there, what they call it. It's very good, Gordon. What I'm troubled about, and I'm not confused about it at all, is the use of uh, economic deals with the highest levels of our government officials and their families to influence conduct. And it seems to me yes. a lot of the conduct coming out of uh, the Biden family has influenced our foreign policy and national security interests. Now you find out Pelosi's son is running around in the Far East doing these deals. What do you say about that? Yeah, um, Hunter Biden, of course, is the matter that has gotten the most attention. Um, And when you look at the activities and policies of his father, we don't know what's going through President Biden's mind. But if he uh, was considering, you know, considering the um, his son's interests, 
he would, President Biden would be doing the same things he's doing now. So we've got to be extremely concerned. Paul Pelosi Jr. should not have been on that trip, especially because it appears that he was in a position to favor his business interests. And this is a problem not just with Democrats. This is a problem with Republicans as well. Um, and so it goes across the political system. We need to have some rules about who can go on these trips because, um, you know, it's infamous that Hunter Biden went on Air Force Two with Vice President Biden. Um, but this is a problem that's continuing to the present day. Well, that's a weird wow. And, uh, and I hope the American people are sinking in to what the heck is going on here. We, it's the art of, what was it, Songju? I mean, we're, we're at war with the Chinese, but not, you know, not with bullets and not with nuclear weapons. We're at war, uh, economically and psychologically and, uh, they're, they're, they're fighting us. Uh, any opinion, uh, and they're trying to poison our young people. We're seeing the fentanyl. Well, the fentanyl, pouring. they're killing the young people. Right. 140,000. We have the DEA, uh, retired DEA uh, special, uh, special agent later on. And let him tell us. I think it was 100,000 or 140,000 that were killed already. Well, Gordon Chang. Yes, um, yes, go ahead. Anything else? We've got to take a break, I think. Yeah, on, on fentanyl, remember, um, this is uh, these gangs, fentanyl gangs, are supported by the Communist Party. Communist Party protects them. They launder their money through China's state banking system. So this is not just some criminal activity. This is state activity, and it's resulting in the deaths of, you know, some 100,000 Americans a year. And that number is growing uh, because of fentanyl being mixed with methamphetamines and cocaine. Well, Gordon Chang... Uh Keep up to date with Gordon Chang by going to his Twitter, at Gordon G. Chang. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. But thank you for getting the truth out to the American people. Well, thank you, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you.